In his book, Outliers, Malcolm Gladwell asked the question, what's the difference between an amateur tennis player and a professional tennis player? What's the difference between an amateur violinist who plays in the community orchestra and a professional soloist who performs at Carnegie Hall? Gladwell says the difference is 10,000 hours. According to the neurologist Daniel Levitin, 10,000 hours of practice is required to achieve the level of mastery associated with being a world-class expert in anything. In study after study of composers, basketball players, fiction writers, ice skaters, concert pianists, chess players, master criminals, and what have you, this number comes up again and again. So the difference between an amateur and a professional is not talent or intelligence or artistry, although I think those things play a part, but it's persistence. That, that tenacious, determined, and relentless persistence, putting in the hours on the field, in rehearsal, at the gym, and on the stage, getting up early, staying up late, putting in the hours, persistence. This Sunday's text is a story about persistence. It's a story about how a woman's persistence slowly wears down an unjust judge until he finally gives in and does the right thing. This morning we continue our sermon series on the parables of Jesus called Moral of the Story. Each week we've been looking at these different stories, been exploring Jesus's fascinating stories that have been debated and discussed for over 2,000 years. And this morning we dive into this story about an unjust judge and a persistent widow. Our text comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 18, verses 1 through 8. One day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. There was a judge in a certain city, he said, who neither feared God nor cared about people. A widow of that city came to him repeatedly saying, Give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while, but finally he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she is wearing me out with her constant requests. Then the Lord said, Learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But when the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on the earth who have faith? Jesus tells us this parable of a widow who wants justice. But unfortunately, the local judge is not interested injustice. He's a bad man. This judge doesn't fear God. He doesn't respect people. He even admits it. He outright says those exact words, I don't fear God or respect people. Now he does eventually give the widow what she wants, but he only does it because she keeps bothering him. This widow simply will not give up until she gets her way. The Scottish theologian William Barclay notes that when the judge says, I'm going to see that she gets justice because she is wearing me out 
with her constant quests, that phrase wearing me out in the Greek is often translated as she will give me a black eye. So this is a really persistent widow. I cannot help but compare this widow and her persistence to that of a young child begging for a toy. Happens all the time. In fact, next time you find yourself at Walmart or Dollar General or wherever toys are sold, there will likely be a child somewhere in the store asking for a toy. And you might not have to look too far because it could very well be your own child. I can remember being guilty of this as a child. You see something that you really want and you just have to have it, but mom or dad says no. And so, of course, you have to plead your case. You have to explain why this toy is so important, why it's special, and why it's necessary for you to get it. And like this judge, every once in a while, a parent will give in. Once in a blue moon, a child's persistence pays off, and they get to take home a treasured toy. The persistent widow, like a child begging for a toy, slowly wears down this unjust judge until she finally gets what she wants. She finally gets justice. And Jesus tells us this parable because he wants us to be persistent in our prayers. This causes us to ask the question, if Jesus wants us to be persistent in our prayers like this widow, then does that mean that God is the unjust judge that we must beg and nag and annoy until we get our way? What are we to make of this parable? Is God supposed to be the judge in this story? Is God being compared with a brutal and hateful man? Now, the scripture offers us imagery all the time about how God is like a judge. And, and I think that's true. God certainly is like a judge. But God is a caring judge, a kind judge, a fair judge. God is not like the judge in this story. Because the judge in this story is a bad man. He doesn't fear God. He doesn't respect people. So it's clear to say that God is not like the judge in this story. Instead, Jesus makes a sharp contrast between the unjust judge and how he acts and God. Jesus frames this parable of the widow and the unjust judge in terms of prayer. If the judge is willing to answer this woman's request, then God will be much more willing to answer our requests. After all, this parable starts off saying one day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. The moral of this story is about being faithful. Pray and don't give up. It's a great lesson, a great reminder. Prayer is powerful. God answers prayer. And the Bible reminds us time and time again that we should pray and not give up. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 tells us, keep on praying. Matthew 6 9 through 13, the Lord's Prayer teaches us to pray for our daily needs. Philippians 4, 6 says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. And then Psalm 
88.13 says, Lord, I cry out to you. I will keep on pleading day by day. Time and time again, the Bible tells us about the importance of prayer. Pray and don't give up. What a great message. But I have to admit that there have been times in my life when I have had a problem with this. There have been times when I have faithfully and devotedly prayed for something that went completely unanswered. I've prayed for things that I didn't get. And I can bet that I'm not the only one who feels this way. Why is that? Why doesn't God give us all of the things that we pray for, even if we ask them for 10,000 hours, even if we are persistent like this widow? Well, I think it's important to remember that God is not Santa Claus or a magic genie, for that matter. God doesn't just automatically grant whatever we pray for, even if we are persistent in our asking. Even if we pray for 10,000 hours, God is not a vending machine that we put a prayer in like a dollar bill and out comes a candy bar in return. God doesn't work that way. We are human beings. We can't see past today, let alone next month or next year. We are restricted to the here and now, and our view of the world is limited. What we see and what we experience is limited. But God sees the whole picture, and so God knows what is truly good for us in the long run. And sometimes we pray for things that we think are good and right, but God sees the bigger picture. And God is not going to give us something that is bad for us. Remember, God is not like the unjust judge. I'm reminded of another passage of Scripture from Luke 11, 11 through 13. Which of your fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? So, okay. God doesn't grant us bad things, even if we ask for them. That's a good thing. But what about those prayers for things that we know are important and good? What about hungry people who pray for food? What about sick people who pray for healing? What about people who are being oppressed and pray for deliverance? We know that God is on the side of justice. We know that God is caring and compassionate. So why doesn't God answer all of these important and good prayers always with a yes? Why can't these prayers always be answered yes? It's frustrating. And I don't have an answer. But I think part of the reason is because we as human beings have free will. We live in a broken world. Things are not as they should be. And a lot of suffering in the world is brought on by you and me. The truth is we have responsibilities in this world, and we're not doing all we can to feed the hungry, to heal the sick, to bring justice to the oppressed. 
not really pulling all the way. So there is suffering in this world that we bring upon one another as human beings. But there's also suffering and evil and pain that are completely out of our hands. And the reason that we still experience this is because we have not yet entered the full reality of the kingdom of heaven. We've not yet come to the end of the story where in the end, God promises to wipe away every tear from our eye and to right every wrong. One day, one day, all will be made right. And so in the meantime, we pray. In the meantime, we pray. And luckily, in the Lord's Prayer, Jesus taught us exactly how he wants us to pray. In this prayer, one phrase really sticks out. Thy will be done. Not my will. Not what I want, but thy will. This is a call to put our trust in God, to say, okay, God, I don't know why this is happening. I don't know why this is going on, why I'm going through this. And I don't know why my prayers aren't being answered the way I want them to be answered. But I trust you. Thy will be done. Even though I don't understand, thy will be done. And we can pray this prayer because we serve a God who we know we can trust even when we don't understand, even when we don't see the big picture. And prayer is so special because it's an opportunity for us to go directly to God in the midst of our pain, in the midst of our anger, in the midst of our frustration or our doubts and concerns, our fears, whatever we are going through, we can go to God with whatever is on our hearts. It's a place where we don't have to hide what's going on. We can be totally and brutally honest with God because God can take it. In fact, God wants to hear it, whatever it is. But notice that saying God is eager, eager to give to us if we are persistent in asking is not the same as saying that we will receive everything that we ask for. In fact, Jesus makes this important distinction. He says that we will receive the Holy Spirit. That is, if we are persistent in our prayers, and we will receive an active, living, and thriving relationship with God. Prayer isn't so much about getting what you want as it is about connecting with the very God who formed you out of the dust, who made you God's very own image. And so, we are invited to keep going, to keep reaching out to God, to keep praying. Be persistent. 